Okay guys, welcome to this week's podcast and I'm absolutely delighted to tell you that we're doing a podcast from inside the gym as restrictions have been lifted and my guest, I'm absolutely honoured to have him here. He's an impressionist, he's a comedian, he's a podcaster, he's an all-round good guy. It's Mr. Al Foran. This is the Jer Conroy Fitness Podcast. Podcast. For more, see jerconroy.ie. Al Foran, welcome <laughs> to the Jericho Fitness Podcast. Pleasure, pal. Thank Pleasure. you very much for coming. Oh, I really do appreciate it, Al. Oh, well, well, we did have an issue, didn't we? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the location that you sent me was the original location, the, the first gym, and that's where I was, waiting outside. Yeah. Is it outside the butchers? Is it the butchers? Yeah, waiting outside. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you then you then went to the one that I sent you, so we, yeah. we got you here in, in, yeah. eventually. So, <laughs> We're all honestly, good. thank you very much for coming today. I really do appreciate it. Ah, honestly. My pleasure, Jerry. This, this is now the 10th podcast I've done, but it's the actual first one we've done inside the gym because we've had restrictions. We couldn't have anybody in yes. the gym. And obviously restrictions are lifted now, so we're delighted mm. to be able to get in the gym and do a podcast. But I'm really, really delighted that it's yourself that's here for the very first uh, one in the gym as well, you know? Listen, there's nothing better than, you know, a, a, a live podcast, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's, you know, it's real and it's authentic. Like, obviously... I've had my podcast going the last year now, and it's all been through Zoom. Yeah. Every single bit of it has been through Zoom, so it's kind of, it ta- you know, it's, it's not ideal. Yeah. You know? But look, you're able to do podcasts with people in different countries. Like I see, you have obviously yeah. certain people on, Tony Bellew, Paddy McGuinness, like yeah. some really good ones, Ariel Hawani as well. Like yeah, yeah. Them, like, you know, so. a, a lot of people from the MMA and boxing community. Yeah, <laughs> Michael Bisman as well. And yeah. Seeing that, like, yeah, he was yeah. great, yeah. Well, come here, uh, we'll get into all that as well, but I suppose mm. just everybody knows you from your, your impressions and look, they're unbelievable, like they're really good and... and <laughs> It's not just the sound, it's your facial expressions, your, your eyes, the eyebrows, the jaw, everything yeah. just, just goes and it's really, really good. And I, I heard on one of your podcasts they were referring to you as the GOAT and it is the truth, I think. I don't think anybody else can, can stand beside you when it comes uh, to that. No, th- listen, there's, there, there's, there's a lot of GOATs out there in my opinion. There's just some unbelievable impressionists. Uh, that's, a, that's a brilliant co- uh, compliment. I think some of the best compliments I ever get is when people think that it's actually a dub of the actual person. Yeah. In the content, I think that's, you know, they're, they're pretty much saying that I'm, I'm crap, you know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm actually not, it's me doing the voice. That's, that's, the best, that's the best kind of compliment. Yeah. But there's so many other impressionists out there who are just unbelievable. You know, it's, re, it's, um, it's become a kind of, a kind of area in in comedy that's kind of you know everyone in that area has elevated their game in the last say five ten years yeah you know because i think it started off at mike yarwood in the 70s on the bbc um and then it kind of just went to the likes of alistair mcgowan and then we had our very own we had uh, mario and oliver here you know who i would have grown up listening to an apre match of course richard cooper yeah um barry murphy and um and Gary Cook, so like it just, you know, there's some, there's been some fantastic impressionists over the years, but there is, there's a new kind of school of impressionists. I mean, even female impressionists as well. Like you have Darren Gary yeah, here very good, as very well. Funny. You have a, a girl called Steph Todd in the UK. You should check her out. She's unbelievable. Like somebody, like she does like the whole Kardashian family. Brilliant. And it's just like <laughs> pure spot on. And then you have the likes of Schaefer Bates and Connor Moore. 
you know it's just yeah. it's it's such a it's, it's a saturated up. game yeah and and there's a lot of us around yeah. and look, social media obviously helps you get out there as well but tell yeah. me how did you get to that point like obviously social media really helps you get your name out there as well but tell me a bit about yourself and, and how it led to where you are today um i suppose how it i mean how it all started was uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you know any other impressionist would tell you you know they, they started impersonating family members <laughs> you know that's how it all starts i mean i was impersonating aunties uncles <laughs> um cousins at the family weddings or family birthdays you know that's that was my thing i'd get up and like i'd grab a mic <laughs> and i'd be impersonating them and then oh, eventually you know movies i watched too much films as a kid i still do <laughs> so that's where all the likes of the pacino and the mark Wahlberg impressions kind of came from that's uh, where that stemmed from and then football of course you know I, I watched football my whole life and fergie was one of my first impressions sir alex ferguson you know so you're a big man united supporter aren't you yeah, <laughs> yeah I, see the, I see the expression in your face when you had to admit that but I am as well unfortunately but look, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there no we, we'll get there I think um, I think I kind of uh, overdo it a little bit about Man United on, on my social media and people get really annoyed you know and then look. I put up a bit of content and I'm Back on side, yeah, back them, on know. side. Yeah, no, well, look, that's because you're, you're a Man United supporter, it's not the Man yeah. United fans that'll be giving you a bit of stick. Obviously, maybe Liverpool, City, Chelsea, something like yeah, that, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of Liverpool fans, lots of lots of Dublin based Liverpool fans love giving me a bit of stick, but it's all banter. Stop. You know? And tell me then, when you when you kind of stop doing family, well, you're probably still doing it, but family members, yeah. and you're looking at movies, then when did you first kind of go, I suppose, public with it? Um, I mean, when what was it? 10, 11 years ago now, uh, I did my first ever gig in Port Marnock, where I'm from. Um, I did it in front of 150 people. Very good. Yeah, and I knew it. all of those people, you know, they, I went to school with some of them, and, yeah. you know, they were parents of, of mates of mine as well. So it was kind of a, it was a community thing, you know. They It'd all be kind more of daunting, probably, than doing it in front of strangers. Well, it was fairly daunting, yeah. I, I just, listen. I was I was green as hell. I didn't I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I mean, I, I had my, my material was pretty much all wrapped up twenty five minutes into the gig, and then I just riffed for another hour. No so way. I was around an hour and twenty hour twenty five on stage impersonating people from school, <laughs> family members again, and just ra just just randomly just going with it. And I suppose because you knew all them and they obviously knew you, when you're impersonating people that are probably in the crowd or family yeah. members of people that are in the crowd, it's relatable to them. So that's obviously yeah. why it's so funny then as well. Yeah. <laughs> probably not to the person who you're, you're impersonating, but everybody else. Like yeah, suppose, you know? I mean, how that gig came about as well was I did video, like I did a couple of videos. Um, it was one of the mornings and uh, one of the lads, one of my, my mates, he had a, he had a, free, a free gaff and um, we were all in... I think Mangoes the night before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I came. I came around. I said. I. I. I think. I think I was. Was I out the night before? I was, but I took it easy because I knew I had to record these videos the next day. And I remember coming around and, <laughs> you know, the camcorder. They had the little camcorder out and they were just filming me for the whole, no the whole way. day. You know, it was no just problem, mad. There's no. Oh, no. It was no problem at all. Yeah. And when you did that then in Port Marnock, that just gave you a bit more confidence. And then did you start just going on the social media oh. then? Or? No, no, I thought that was it. I thought, this is it. Really? I'm going to, 
I'm going to shoot to the moon. There you go, there you go. <laughs> um, I mean, this was when I was 18. So I had my leaving cert a couple of months before this gig, you know, and, and the gig was the focus, not the leaving cert. Yeah, yeah. Because the course that I did was film production and I didn't really need that much points. So I didn't really, you know, apply myself yeah, in, in, in sixth year too much. Um, so the focus was the gig and, and the comedy. I ended up kind of, it ended up going pretty quiet for a while. For a couple of years, I'd say, I'd, I'd do the odd video here and there, but it'd go viral in the likes of Malahide and Port Marnock, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's, how, that's how far <laughs> it would reach. I mean, I'd try and send videos to the likes of to, um, RTE, uh, Today FM, FM 104, all the radio <laughs> stations to see if they'd pick it up. I, I'd always, know. I'd always kind of, I targeted the likes of, FM 104, 98 FM, uh, Spin 1038, Q102 even, like, so, oh yeah, well, I mean, would you like, would you want to do kind of a, a Mario Rosenstock, Oliver Callan version with this young 18-year-old <laughs> kid, so, I was, that was kind of my, try, me trying to find my way in, um, I did my course, finished it up, um, I went to Chicago in 2013, um, for my J1, it was one of the best trips ever, I remember doing a gig over there. Did you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember doing a gig. I remember... How long were you there for? I was there for three months. I, I went with seven other lads, and we were homeless for the first ten days of the trip. Jesus. And that was the norm. That was the norm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think because there was a lot of groups. There was kind of mixed groups. There were, la there were groups of lads, and there were groups of girls. So we'd go to this hardware store... Um, I don't know if you've been to Chicago. No, no, no. If you've been to Chicago, it's it's on it's Armitage on the Brown Line, the Brown Tram Line in Chicago. It's a guy called Dan O'Donnell. He has a hardware store, and I think he has a construction company. But he's Irish American, yeah. and he's looked after all the J1 students. And we'd go there every day to try and look for accommodation, every single day. But we the reason why it took so long is because understandably so you want the girls in accommodation first get the girls in there get the girl groups and then the lads can kind of the mixed groups and then the lad groups yeah but um i mean i remember like i remember carrying around my suitcases you know just carrying them around chicago and then i remember i remember i remember screaming on, on the on the street as eddie murphy Give us accommodation. Man, give us accommodation. <laughs> let us in. Give us a Man, please, let us stay in a little apartment. Man, that'd be amazing. That'd be... <laughs> just, it was crazy. That, like, that, and we ended up getting accommodation in a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> About 35 to 40 minutes away from the city. Um, and it was just... Oh. But I look back at it now and it was an adventure. Yeah. It really was. And my mother, she pretended to kind of be cool uh, any time I spoke to her in those 10 days. She was a nervous She rate. was a bag of nerves, yeah, as yeah. was my best mate, um, who lives across the road from me, Beano's his name, Keen O'Connor. Like, we, the two of us were on the train, I think it was, this was day seven, and we just broke, we broke into laughter. <laughs> we just, what the, fuck, what the fuck are we doing? So <laughs> we've planned to go over here, we're thousands of miles away from home, um, like we've no accommodation. What the fuck are we it's doing? Nonsense. It was it's mental. Lads, like just going on holidays, no accommodation. You're going for three months, like no accommodation, yeah. and we, I will see what happens when we get there. But and do you know what? We weren't the only group. There was, you know, dozens of groups 
of J1 groups in America, in the likes of um, San, San Francisco, yeah. uh, Chicago, Huntington Beach, California, Boston, that would go to these cities and they wouldn't have any accommodation. Crazy. You know? But look, that's part of the journey, I suppose. It is, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't take some of the Irish in. They caused a bit of trouble in previous years. Parties and all that, you know. Stop. So yeah. how, did, how did the gig come about then? The gig? Oh, I think, who was that through? Oh, yeah, I ended, I worked in retail. Before that, I was working in retail in Ireland, so I got a job in Topman. I think it was a fella in Topman. I, I, do, like I do impressions all day for the staff and work, and yeah. they'd always tell me to do it to customers, but I would never do it. <laughs> I should have, in hindsight, I should have. But he had a mate who owned a bar. I had an open mic night and I went. Brilliant. I did about 15, 20 minutes of How many was there? impressions. Ah, oh, Jesus, I'd say about 15 people. <laughs> oh, Still, though, you're getting up on Still, stage. Still, yeah, yeah. Uh, gets, I, can't, I can only imagine, like, not a chance would I be up on stage or something like that, you know? You just you'd need some nerves. Yeah, it was I suppose was when you know though. you're good at it as well, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, I, at that time I was still kind of learning. Um, but then I came back. I had nothing going on for me. Absolutely nothing going on for me. I got a job in retail again. Um, was working in diesel in the Oilac. And uh, then I went to Tommy Hilfiger. Just kind of just finding my way, I suppose. Yeah. I didn't have a clue what to do. Because I thought the comedy career, there's nothing really going for that. I made a, I made a pilot, um, a pilot TV, like a pilot episode. Yeah. Web, uh, webisode, sorry, yeah, yeah. with two of my mates from my film, from the film course. Um, we thought it was going to be the next best thing. <laughs> uh, we learned a lot from it. It was there was some we had some funny moments, but it was a direct rip off of The Office, <laughs> and oh, I was yeah. the David Brent. You know, it was just <laughs> complete rip off. But we enjoyed it. We had a good time, and we did a premiere and everything as well, and it was enjoyable. But like like that, I was just trying to. I'm away and I thought, Jesus, what, where does my future lie? Just learning you know? to trade, really. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, I got, I got my degree in film, but, like, you know, it's, it's not as if, you know, you, you finish up a film course, you get that degree. Oh, here you go, you're going to direct the next James Bond movie. Yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't work. mean the calls just come in straight away. You still have to put the graft in. And it's sure it's, you get it's all about graft. It, it really is. Um, you know, and in some directors or actors' cases, it's really not about going to any kind of school. It's about having connections and, I suppose, being being good at what you do. Um, so like that, I just kind of saw Facebook as kind of a way, you know, maybe I'll attempt something on Facebook. Maybe I'll start uploading content on Facebook. And, and I did. I uploaded a few videos um, in 2014, maybe two or three before the end of the year. And then I remember... Uh, McGregor came along, yeah. and the, the the interest, the peak interest in McGregor was just huge at that point. Massive, wasn't it? it was huge. Twenty fifteen, he was going for the um, the featherweight belt. You know, he was getting so many eyes on the UFC, and at the same time, Ronda Rousey was in the company. Yeah. So it was a very it was they were like they were really entering a new stage, and um, the UFC of kind of they were their company was being elevated, I suppose, with those yeah. two. And then I remember posting just a McGregor impression on Facebook and it went viral. Yeah. And when I say it went viral, it went viral around Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not just Malloy and Paul. No, it was, it, it so was Dublin. And you, I mean, you might find the impression it was absolutely abysmal. 
compared to what it's like now. Yeah, well, obviously, you're, you're only going to get better anyway. So, oh, just, it was... If it went viral, it just goes to show how good it was back then as well. Yeah, yeah, because pe- people were just lapping anything up with, with McGregor at that yeah, point, you know, yeah. they were just loving anything he said, you know, his press conferences. So I just kind of persisted with the impression and then did a couple of more. I did one when Jose Aldo pulled out. I did yeah. McGregor on the phone to Dana White and Mike Tyson and that went viral. That kind of got to the UK and just kept going and going and going. And that's the thing, like, and obviously you have the likes of his interviews, they were always very funny. Yeah. Um, his press conferences, he's throwing bottles at Nate Diaz. But then yeah. it's, it's funny when it happens, but then when someone does an impression of him, and they're actually very, very good at it. Of course, that's going to go viral. Like, yeah. And you're on the ball. And look, even t- now, you're, you're doing impressions of if something happens in the Europa League, Champions League final, whatever yeah. it may be. It's, yeah. it's what's hot there and then. Yeah. And that's why people love it. But obviously, it has to, the content and the quality has to be good as well, obviously. Which is yeah. And, and, but see, with that McGregor impression, it, it meant that the other, the other impressions that I did, which was a, it was a fairly big repertoire, could kind of latch on to that rocket. You know, I could start showcasing those impressions. Exactly. Start showing the football ones, the actors. And then that's, you know, that's where all that kind of came in, you know. And when you do these impressions of different people, like I know you've you've met a few people and done impressions yeah. in front of them. Like, have you done one in front of McGregor before? Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago. Yeah? Um, where was that? It was in Swords in the right venue. He was doing some sort of... He was doing like this tour around Ireland after he beat Chad Mendes. Oh, very good. And he did a thing in, during the day in the right venue. Then he did one down in Cork and so many people showed up. And what did he think? Uh, oh, he, he laughed. He said, um, he said, he said, you do a good Mike Tyson, but you don't do a good me. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, that, that was, they were, those were his, his words then. And, um, yeah, it's <laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, and and uh, like you did Tyson Fury, and you met you did an impression of Tyson yeah. Fury in front of him as well. Yeah, yeah, ah, Tyson's great. Yeah. So, I mean, my God, I, I was, I think I was uh, just a, just a bit over quarter is quarter the quarter of his size yeah, in height. Huge. He is huge. Yeah. He is. I think he's six foot nine. Six nine. Yeah. Where did yeah. you meet him? Um, that was two years ago. I met him in. Nottingham and Birmingham. Very good. It was two two nights he did kind of a, a, a dinner, oh, thing, a speaker dinner, but that was crazy. And he was I was talking to him for a good, I'd say, hour. Yeah? Yeah, hour, yeah good hour, hour and 20 minutes, like. Very good. Talking very good. to you him. Got a lot of time for everybody, had he? I was talking to Big John, his dad. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had so much time. Because a, a couple of days before that, my daughter was born. And his son was born the same week Very good. as well. So he was kind of, I think he, at that point, that was his, that was his fifth. So he was, he was giving <laughs> me a bit of uh, parenting advice. But he was just a, a lovely fella. You know, and we were talking about United as well. He's a big United yeah, he's fan. He's a big United fan as well. Um, but yeah, no, great guy, Tyson Fury. Very good. Um, what did he say about the impression? Oh, he liked it, yeah. He liked it. He said he liked all the other ones as well. And then, he, like, I was doing Pacino and he said... I, I I did. I was a good pal of Pacino. He said he wanted to come to one of the fights. He said he said you're very good. He said you're fantastic. You know. So that's why when I saw you doing the Pacino, I thought of that great guy. Very good. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> like, how how does it feel to you? Like, I'm, I'm sure obviously it's a great confidence boost when when like Tyson Fury says that it's very good. Your impression of him. 
Ah, it's a great confidence boost, yeah. Like, listen, I know McGregor says it's crap. But, do you know what I mean? But he says he says that in a joke, in a joking way. It'd be boring if he said it was it was amazing yeah, all the time. Course, yeah. You know, um, because I know he likes the other ones. Because I did the Olympia Panto. Yeah. Um, in twenty did the last live Olympia Panther, which was 2019, and his sister Erin was in it, but he um, came to one of the shows, I think he goes on Stephen's night, that's yeah. where, he, where he went, he went on Stephen's night the year before, and um, he had his little boy there, and, and um, his, his daughter, and the whole family, the mum and dad, and I was, doing the, I was doing like Woody from Toy Story, <laughs> and Scooby-Doo, and uh, like the gingerbread man from Shrek, and I could hear him laughing. As I could hear his laugh up in the thing. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I could yeah. hear his, <laughs> you know. So he he enjoys it. But, but he um, did he did get on on Connor. He did actually tweet send you a tweet the other night, <laughs> and I, I I was looking and I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen here? So you t- tell me what happened. Go on. Well, I mean, this all happened in the space of four or five hours. Yeah. Um. Steve O'Timothy, Farmer Michael, is organising um, a, box, a charity boxing event um, and he'll be boxing uh, Paddy Barnes on the night. Yeah. And um, McGregor had, I think he had donated to the charities for the Irish Wheelchair Association, so McGregor had donated um, a couple of weeks, um, I'd say two, three weeks ago, and he'd retweeted it. And um, Steve-O announced it on Twitter and McGregor then quoted that tweet and said, I'll um I'll fight this imposter in the co main yeah, the yeah. night. Cause he, cause this guy's been doing terrible impressions of me for years. Yeah. And um naturally I had to respond. That's how I accept the challenge. What the hell am I doing that for? But that's how I seen it, because I'm I'm looking on, on Instagram and then I just see Conor McGregor challenge accepted and I'm like, what's he talking about? So I, I press play and there you are impersonating Conor McGregor, challenging, accepting his challenge to a fight on the co-main event. Yeah, and the whole thing was, in that video was, yeah, I'm just going to confuse you and be these different people during the whole fight. <laughs> what did you say to him in the video? Um, I did. I did so many impressions, and that was kind of the key. So yeah. You're going to be fighting not just you, but Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, different, Katie Taylor. <laughs> different people all the time, yeah. yeah. So, well, look, you're going to have to... Get training and get ready for this fight with Conor McGregor. Yeah, I know. Like people call Conor McGregor out, but only people in the UFC. I mean, this is the great thing. The likes of Jake Paul, you see him. They're all know. calling him out, but he's the one calling you out. He's the one calling <laughs> me out. It's fantastic. It really is. It, it, it well and truly is a, a red panty night for me. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You must be. You must be the only one that he's actually called out, rather than everyone else calling him out, huh? Yes. And when is the I event? Th- uh, yeah, I think that is. I think the last person he called out was Jose Aldo. Oh, I mean, oh, Mayweather. Mayweather. Well, Mayweather. Well, look, Mayweather is different anyway. Yeah. Really. But the last person he called out was Floyd. Like I mean. From Floyd Mayweather to Al Foran. Well, like, he did call out, he did really call out Mayweather. Yeah. And Mayweather obviously beat him. He called out Al. So now Al Foran's <laughs> going to beat him. There you go. That's, I'm putting it on the table there. That's the way it's going down. I don't think he knows that I have a pacemaker as well. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I, have an, I, have, 
I have an appointment with, with my cardiologist in a few weeks. I got to, oh. you know, usually I'd say to him, you know, oh, well, I'm going to Florida, say, in, in, a, in a few months. Am I okay to go on the roller coaster? He'd say, yeah, no problem. He'd probably ask you, what's, what's, um, <laughs> what do you need to ask me this time? Any questions? I'd be like, um, well. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a bit of a charity for you, yeah. Colin McGregor. <laughs> what? <laughs> the doctor will need a pacemaker after hearing yeah. this one. <laughs> oh, stuff. And tell me, like, when it comes to... Um, like the pacemaker, actually. Like you have that since you were born, am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born with congenital heart block. This is my third one. So I got this fitted. What are we now? We're early June. I had this fitted on the twenty third of April. Twenty third. Yeah. And does it affect you in any way? Um, not really. No. Uh, like like working out. Like I'm I'm fine. My doctor does tell me to not bench press. Now yeah. I did bench press. You know before. Yeah. So it. I don't know. I I think it, it has certain limitations. the The worst limitation that I have is I actually have a I have a plate in my left arm as you well. Mean? So I have a plate here and the pacemaker here. Jesus, yeah. when you have a plate here, oh, that's a, a just a, a crazy story. <laughs> Took a shortcut home. Mate, mate who lives behind me, I'd hop over his wall, and my other mate who lives across the road from me. He fell off the wall. His fall looked far worse than mine. Oh, jeez. The, the tumble and everything. But he dragged me down with him. No way. Yeah, and the, it was in between the shed and the wall, and there was a mountain bike in the middle. And I landed on my feet. It looked fine. But the shoulder, obviously, uh, hi- hyperextended and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, hyperextended. And oh. the humerus, the ball, cracked. Jesus. So it was a fracture. And I was in hospital for... That was 2013, so that was just before, about a month before I went to Chicago. Jesus, so, yeah. McGregor, if you're, if you're listening to this, I only have, like, my, my right arm, my good arm, thankfully. Just, just keep running around in circles, <laughs> you'll be all right, running around in circles. But, um, and, like, when you were growing up as well, like, did, did, did the pacemaker play any kind of part in, like, how you were thinking about exercise or sports or anything like that? Did you play Contact sports? Contact sports was a no-go. Yeah. You know, so... The thing I'm doing. But listen, like I mean, if I was doing contact sports consistently, then it would probably be an issue. Yeah. But a once-off, you know, isn't too bad, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, rugby, boxing, any of that. But I see. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I did taekwondo when I was fine with that. You know. Yeah. Um, and I played ga. You know. Did so you? yeah, I played ga. Um. And Ga can be, you know, that's, can that's be fairly rough. Sport. Yeah, hurling I didn't play. Yeah, yeah. I, I played one game game. of hurling. I was like, no, 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 no. So animals play that. Yeah. <laughs> and so they are though. They are though. Just animals, no, they I are think. unbelievably skillful. Yeah, and you it's know? it's like there's some injuries that come out of that as well. Oh, major. Yeah, yeah. Like so. Tell me as well, like I know, I know, like obviously the pacemaker, and, and obviously that will hinder what you can and can't do. And obviously now you're you're gonna have to get ready to run around in circles when you're fighting McGregor and try and avoid him and and, and connect and move and connect and move. But um, tell me, like what what is when you're doing all these impressions? Like is yeah. there one that you're rather doing over others, or is it just you like the whole list of pl- the people that you have? Oh, no, 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 no. There's definitely one. I mean, there's always a new one. A new one's always the best. Oh, there's some that I get absolutely sick of. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm in a in a crowded pub and someone asks me to do an impression, and when they ask me like 
doing Morgan Freeman. I'm like, are you for fucking real? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Are you for real? Like, nobody's going to hear that. Yeah. He has such a low voice. That's what I wanted to ask as well. Like, when you're out and about, like, I'm sure people just approach you all the time and ask you to do this. And look, don't get me wrong, that's what got your name out there and I'm sure you love doing a them. A few years ago, I'm not as much now. I don't go out as much now because <laughs> I, have a, yeah. I have a two-year-old, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm happy in that sense. I go out, I go out once every few months. Yeah. You know, I think you get to that stage. When the kid comes along, it's just... Oh, there's priorities then. The priorities completely yeah. change. Oh, totally different. You no. Know? When you are out, would it would it annoy you if people are coming over to you all the time? No, not particularly. No, um, I, I mean I've gone to gigs before and I've still managed to, to have a good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I mean, because that's important. Like, like for example, if 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 you see if someone sees you and they're like, because oh, they're generally nice. Over. Yeah, you, you, you want to go over and, and say hello and say yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. But you don't want to be in, harassing you and annoying you. Like you need to enjoy a night as well. Yeah. No. Listen, there. I'm. I'm you know what the key is they're the people that got you to that point yeah and now i talk about the morgan freeman thing that's me talking in my head saying are you fucking serious yeah yeah <laughs> so course, why yeah. would i do it more i'll do it with morgan freeman no problem for you but you'll be very disappointed because you won't be able to hear it of course yeah <laughs> but at the end of the day those are the people that got that get you to where you are yeah of course you know so you have to be grateful back to them always yeah, you really always. do um, well, that's why I'm asking because I'm going to ask you to do a few now in a few minutes. Yeah, but, uh, of course. Well, I yeah. Wanna, and is, is there like, who'd be your favourite one to do, or is it just once there's a new one, I love a new one? Is that the way it works? Yeah, yeah. That's that's it, really. I mean, what's the, the generally new one is um, it's an obscure one like Woody Harrelson. You know, man, you know the way he talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a real kind of laugh like that. I mean, he's one of my favorite actors, and to speak like him, I mean, I just love it, man. You know, so that that one, I just, I've, I loved it. Or, or even Michael Douglas, you know, the way you, the way I can change the voice like that. I really do appreciate him as an actor. I think he's great. But I have to be careful because these impressions that I'm doing, you know, I mean, my demographic don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> they don't. And when you're when you're doing them, like look, you're literally just talking there. And do you just say what you're thinking, or do you have like when you go on social media? Is I say what I'm thinking. I I, I I I um I I, I don't know where that kind of came from and how I developed that skill. You could say that's a brilliant skill, though. To kind of talk about anything, I I I, I that's kind of the aspect I enjoy about I it. I seen you know? your I seen you did one. I think it was last week or the week before, and it's. I think maybe 11 or, or 12 celebrities in one minute. In a minute, in a, in minute, a minute, yeah. And I was, I watched it, and I watched it back again, and I was like, how, like, surely that's a script, like, how can you just be so good at that? And I'm like, that's, that's for TikTok, the by the way. Sorry? That's, that's solely for TikTok. Yeah. Now yeah. I'll put it up on the other channels. Of course. But TikTok has become the new Facebook. Yeah. In terms of, you put anything up, and if that goes viral, it goes, it, yeah. You know, and you can gain followers easily from it. It's it's um, it's growing rapidly. TikTok. Yeah. You know, and I think about a year ago, you know, people would have put their eyes up to heaven and said, "Jesus, it's only for kids." It's really not. Yeah. That like, TikTok is actually. I think it's taken over. Yeah, because we've just we've just actually because again we did think that before as well. Yeah. Like, but I was like, no, we we need to get a TikTok. So we actually opened up one day recently as well. Oh, like, it's you know? it's great. I've I'm. 
very fortunate. I'm a Renault Belgard ambassador. Yeah. But I'm constantly I'm on to them. I said, you need to get on TikTok as well. I mean, you know, because you're you're gonna see, you're gonna see many more many um kind of you're gonna see more mature brands come onto TikTok in the next year or so. I mean, all the football clubs are on it yeah. as well. That's know, just the way so. the world is going. It, it is, was, yeah. as you said, Facebook, Instagram, obviously Twitter is there, but then these new things come out all the time, and obviously TikTok, yeah. and it's massive. Well, Facebook is kind of, I don't know what the story is of Facebook, if it's gone or not. It's, you know, I don't really focus as much time into it anymore. Um, I find it to be a very negative And that's space. exactly why, and I, yeah. I think Twitter as well is kind of getting a lot like that. Like, I, I just find that because, like, we're talking Twitter's about Twitter is very football. much like that. Like, you look at football, and, like, only yesterday... Uh, England's squad was announced for the Euros and Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'm a Man United fan, yeah. not Liverpool, but this fella's getting serious amount of stick before it was announced. Then it was announced and he's actually in the squad Yeah, he's still getting stick. Yeah. But it's, there's always so you so picked four right-backs or something, wasn't it? Yeah, four right-backs. Yeah. And then Ireland played a friendly, the last group of friendlies yeah. they had, the keeper, the new keeper, I can't even remember his name, it was his debut, and oh. he had a howler. But... Uh, People online giving them absolute dogs abuse. Like, why would you? Why would you go out of your way to go online and give someone dogs yeah, it's abuse? Horrible. Because some people can just water off ducks back, but other people are gonna sit there and and let it. I think people need to, need to, to cut the 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 Irish team some slack, big time. Yeah. Because what's going on behind the scenes is they're they're really trying to rebrand the image of the FAI. They're going through a major transitional period, which may last. You know, you're talking, could be a decade. Yeah. Could be a decade before we're actually competitive again. And look, because the damage that has been done, with yeah. the, you know, in the past and everything, it's, it's severe. So people need to cut the likes of Stephen Kenny yeah. and his, his backroom staff a bit of slack. He's a great manager. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of Stephen Kenny's, yeah. He, I, I really like him too. Yeah. Uh, he's a great manager. What he, what he did with Dundalk was fantastic. That's so phenomenal. You know, um, it's that's just the way it is. We find we'll have it. We'll have a new identity in terms of our football. I think as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. And like because he wants to have his own identity, as you said, a playing football. Yeah. And it doesn't just happen overnight. Especially, it's not as if you can just go and, and buy players left, right, and centre. It's international, so you have to wait for, yeah. for players to come up and and mm. the whole background of it. And that's unfortunate that people don't see what's going on. Obviously, yeah. I don't see what's going on in the background, but you can kind of see the way he is trying to form a new identity mm. as well. Yeah. But, Unfortunately, the world we're in, Ireland and every country, they just want results now. But we have to be realistic. We're not, we're not, we don't have the quality of mm. England. We're not France. We're not Spain. We have to understand yeah. that we need to give it time. You're one of the few that understand these things in football. You know, <laughs> this is one of the, the key aspects in football. Patience. But you look know, at grassroots. It's grassroots. But yeah. it's like that, like that with United. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People expect us to, like... You know, boom, 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 let win the league, win the Champions League, win the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? These things take time. Van Gaal said it back in 2015 that it would take five years. I was baffled by it, but now I understand. Yeah. It, it is. It's, I don't care. Trust the process. If you get annoyed by that, so many people do. Yeah. Trust the process. Of what Ole is doing. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to ask you because, like I said, I'm a big Man United fan. I yeah. know who you are, and I only knew you were from, from Twitter. You're always talking about it, but I actually like that. So I know you're saying you do get stick, but don't stop talking about them because it's actually interesting. You do be putting up valid points as well. But you do think it's a process. Well, some howlers as well. Ah, but do you think Ollie, Ollie's the man for the job? Yeah. Yeah. 
Are you what you want me to do, Ollie? Come on, yeah, go on. You might <laughs> of as well. course. Well, we had a disappointing end to the season, but uh, I hope it'll be fantastic come the start. Bring in some new uh, recruitments, some fantastic players like Sancho, Rice, play him in that pivot with uh, Fred or McTominay. And I do hope that we, uh, we get the results and um, the social media people calm down a little bit because they're a bit too reactionary. They need to just uh, relax a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Brilliant. Brilliant. And tell me, do you actually like Oli because he is he is a legend at the club for what he's done playing for us, or do you actually just think he's the he's the right man? Um I, I think he's the right man and I think it's kind of a it's it's just a it's a bubble that's waiting to burst with hit with the football that they're gonna play. It's it's yeah. a positive bubble that's just gonna and you know, once people kind of see how well they're playing next season or I don't know, hopefully next season, yeah. with the likes of Sancho, a couple of new players, Greenwood developing his game, yeah. Vani's still there, Bruno again leading the line, Maguire with a competent partner. Yeah, we'll look at to see a huge difference. I'm hearing Trippier as well, they're looking at him. Seeing that last week, I think he'd be. A, I think he'd be a good signing with regards to, you know, being a good competition yeah. uh, for Wan-Bissaka. But that's know. I agree. But I, look, everybody's gonna have an opinion on on all football. You know, you have to stop well. going one nil down though. They have oh, to stop, stop waking up after going one nil down. It's not good for the pacemaker. Is <laughs> it? It's not good for the pacemaker. You want to find a different club for no. the next one. Oh, stop! But oh. We've always been like that. But look, well, I like Ollie though as well. Look, I'm not an expert, obviously, but I just yeah. I liked him from the very first day because it was how he held himself. And I know this sounds mad, but just to me, and I said it to me brothers, me two brothers are big Man United mm. fans as well. I said how he held himself in the the interviews that he was having. Yeah. And it was very much like he was Fergie's protege, you know? That's, yeah. that's kind of the way it looked. And obviously, he, he played for Fergie for so many years. But we're always saying, oh, we want the next Fergie. We want this, we want that. Yeah, we've tried Van Gaal. Now, look, we've tried Mourinho, obviously, Moyes. And I know they weren't yeah. backed in certain ways. Like well, Mourinho was never going to be the next Fergie. What, what I, what my view of Mourinho when he came in was... This is unbelievable, but he'll win the league with us or something, and he'll leave. Yeah, well that's, that's what, what I we thought. All thought. Yeah, but go on, give me, give me a Mourinho. Why didn't it work? I, I don't know. I said to a lot of people that my greatest achievement was finishing second with that team. They were on no balance whatsoever. I think that the football they played was atrocious. They were very bad. What was I supposed to do? I think their training was awful. Their diet was crap. Not good. I, it was a blessing. It was a blessing that I finished second with that team. I think so. And the Europa League? And the Europa League? Okay. Season before, I finished sixth. But win Carlin Cup and Europa League, <laughs> all because of Zlatan. I think it was Zlatan. Okay. That is my opinion. <laughs> Brilliant. It is never my fault when I go to a different club. <laughs> they think that I come in and I stink the place up by the end of it and I walk out with, what, 15 to 20 million sevens package? <laughs> okay, big money. Fantastic. I like it, but I don't think so. It's the club. It's the way it's run. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And tell me, like... 
when so when Ollie is there, this is just what I thought. Then he's doing the interviews, and he sounds very much like Fergie. And even how he doesn't come out and talk bad about the players. So when Fergie was managing, yeah. United would have a, a stinker of a game. And you'd want him to come out and just slate somebody yeah. and say it was the defence's fault, it was, we should have scored. And he never did. Oh, he never did? Yeah. And then Van Gaal He'd give it to them things. in private, though. He really would. Yeah, but obviously we didn't know he'd that give until He'd give them a piece of his mind in, in the, private the big time. Dryer, yeah? Yeah. And I think, I think Ole does that. But he keeps it... It's seriously kept under wraps. And yeah, it's, you, can, you can hear... One or two of the lads were saying on like I was watching BT Sport as well and Sky Sports and they were saying like that it's not all like that behind closed doors. He is a bit different. Mm. He is more strict. But obviously that's kind of like the Fergie mold. Like Mourinho was coming out and slating players, Van Gaal was. But that's what I like about him. I like that he, he's kind of doing things the United way. As well, well, apparently everything behind the scenes was just toxic as hell when Mourinho. You know when it came to the end of Mourinho's time, it was just. He just wasn't happy. Seems to happen everywhere, though. He, yeah, he, um, his mood really affected everyone. Yeah, you know all Isn't the that stuff. strange though because he's he is look you can't doubt it, he, he's a quality coach. He wins nearly as everywhere he goes, but he, he didn't win as Spurs, I suppose. Has he, has he been at a club longer than five years? That's the thing. No. and that's what you thought he was going to come in, win the league, and leg it. That's oh, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. this is great. He, in the back of my mind, yeah, he'll he'll go if yeah. he wins the league. You know that that was my that was my thoughts. You know, so are we gonna win the league soon. I hope so. I hope we can really mount a challenge um, next season. I said what it do last we, what season. What do we need to mount a challenge? It looks like Sancho is done, but it you did last year as well. You need to get Sancho well, in. So. You need to get. You need that bit of creativity. Okay, uh, so on, Sancho on the right. Um, I think you need a Declan Rice in there and a centre half as well. Uh, whether it be Varane or your man. Torres off Villarreal. You, yeah. You'll need a centre half who's um, competent on the ball, um, good positioning, and not weak. Yeah. Because Lindelof has just been thrown off Stop. the ball so many times this season. Um, I think he's good, Lindelof. I watch him sometimes and I think, Jesus, why is he not playing? As a holding midfielder, yeah. as opposed to a centre back, yeah, yeah. you know. I'm glad to hear you saying that, like those three positions, because I think, and again, I'm not a bloody expert, but I think we need that. Let's hope oh, they think we need it. Let's hope they go and bloody get it. Keep Cavani there, and and go for a Haaland the season after. That's that's the way. That's the strategy they should. We're not up there in at least challenging for the league next year. Can't imagine them coming to us though. You have to look at City next year. Like Pep will want to prove a point after um, not winning that Champions League. Yeah. Harry Kane goes to them, we're in trouble. Yeah, it could be the case, but now they're, I think they're looking at Conte, Spurs are. Oh, are they? And that could be a way of keeping Harry Kane at the club because he is a, he's top a winner class as well. Man. He's a, yeah, he's a winner through and through. So tell me, let's get on to obviously we're in the gym here. Let, talk to me about fitness. Yeah, uh, well, look, listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the whole package, but no, no I, you do training. Yeah, I, I trained, I don't know if you know Stephen Tierney, I trained with him years ago. Very good, yeah. Um, and I, I've kind of continued, I got went back with him last year, and um, it was the first time I kind of trained ever yeah. in the gym. And I lost a ton of weight, and I just felt like a million dollars. I felt fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll, listen, there's nothing better than it, honestly. How do you feel it benefits you? Like you said you lost weight and you Up felt... There. 
in the mind. Yes, I love that. It's it's all up there. The, like the feeling of that it's it's an unbelievable feeling of gratification. Yeah. When you finish up a session in the gym. It's held throughout. Yeah. I mean can I mention St- Stevens? Yeah. It was you were mentioning earlier on, saying like it's it's hell. The boxing, it's hell. It's this and that, and it is. It's hell. But Jesus Christ, once you get to that finish line, yeah. and after you're heavily breathing, but you, you feel great. You get into your car and you feel fantastic going home. Yeah, it's that kind of feeling about the gym that I love. Euphoric feeling, like it's, yeah. So that's what I always say to people. Oh, but yeah. I heard it's going to be terrible, Jerry, but I'm going to love it afterwards. And that kind of stops people going to the gym. Oh, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to have a tough 40 minutes, 45 minutes, just to have this feeling you're talking yeah. about. Because when you don't know what that feeling is, but when people actually get to the gym, and look, it's not about torturing people. You just come in and you go at your own pace. That's a, it, But that's exactly, and that's probably what you what you do. You, yeah. you kind of bring them in and ease them in slowly at their own pace. Yeah, of course. And then two or three weeks later, they might not realise it, but it's actually ten times harder than what it was when they first came in. Exactly. And it, it's no bother to them, you know? Like, this is the thing. We always, I always say, look, we'll just go at your pace. And no matter who it is, they always say, oh, but I'm really unfit. And I'll be like, that's fine. You haven't exercised in so long. Yeah. So look at now. We're, we're opening now. And COVID, COVID is at the being there. Most people haven't been exercising. And if they have, they've just been doing little bits at home or going for walks or runs or whatever. Yeah. So... What I'm hearing is everyone's fitness level is just really low at the minute. That's fine. Yeah. If you're, let's say, from a scale of 1 to 10 and somebody is a level 1, mm. it doesn't matter. Your program is going to be a level 1. Yeah. It's, it can't be too easy because you won't get results. You won't feel any different, yeah. so physically or mentally. But it can't be even a level 2 because if it's level 2 and you're only at level 1, well, then it's too hard for you. Yeah. And you physically won't be able to do it. And if you're pushed, and obviously a good trainer won't do that, mm. but if but obviously some some people might do that. But if you're pushed, you're you're not gonna enjoy it. Therefore, you won't come back. Mm. So I always say to people, whether you're level one, we'll do a program level one. If you're level five, we'll do a program based yeah. at level five. We'll never do below because it'll be too easy. But we we'll never do above. We just go at your pace. Yeah. But like you said there, if someone is level one, and then next week they're like, oh well, I'm doing more this week. Or next month, whatever it may mm. be. I'm doing more now, but I'm still as tired as I was. Yeah, but your level is actually level three now. Mm. It's level five now. So, yeah, we're able to do more or the yeah. intensity is higher. But I'm not going to level six because we're not there yet. Yeah. So that's what people need to understand. They need to understand that we're going at their pace. Yeah. But like you said, it's they don't understand the feeling you get from it. Like the endorphins in, in the body. <laughs> like you go great. around the body and yeah. the feeling you get from it. And like you said, you get into the car and you're just buzzing. Yeah. Tell me, when you exercise, because I know when I exercise, I'm just sharper, think sharper, sleep better, everything. Yeah. Like you're running the gyms and you're able to just, you're able to notice things a hell of a lot quicker mm. and be more productive when you're training. Do you find that you perform better, whether it be on stage or whatever, when you're training? I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100% actually. That's a, yeah, that's a dead cert I do. Yeah. Um. And that's why, as you're saying, with the gyms opening again, they better not close again. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh, no, no, for people's mental health, yeah. you know, um, it's, it, they need to stay open in some form and some form of social distancing. But we're getting there yeah. now. We're obviously, half the country is, is vaccinated. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm fully vaccinated. Excellent. You know, so I'm delighted. So I'm just ready to go. Yeah. You know, I'm getting married next year, man. Excellent. You know, so I'm, I want to just get in and just, 
Yeah, no get nonsense. Back to normal. Just get in and get back to normal. And tell me, you mentioned you're getting married. Tell me, you have um, obviously you're engaged. Yeah. You have um, two kids. No, I've one. one. Just the one. Yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, Sophia, she's two. Yeah. She's yeah. She's just. How do you find that? Ah, it's amazing. It just, I mean, it's it's um, it's killing me seeing her getting so big. Yeah. But she's just become this little character. You know, I bring her, I, I, I bring her around shopping centres or supermarkets. She says hi to everyone. Brilliant. You know, she's just, hi, hi, hi. <laughs> you know, she just wants to strike up a conversation with everyone. You know, it's, um, it's, it's just great. Excellent. You know, and Alison's a teacher. So she's kind of, you know, Alison kind of knows the different ways and Alison does colouring with her and her numbers and her ABCs and all that. So she's... She loves that, you know. Any any time you read her a book, she finishes the sentence as well. No you way. Know, of each page, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, I can relate to that. I have two daughters, and exactly the same. Yeah. Like they. How old. Um, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. Ah, brilliant. Both girls, and then I have a four-month-old boy. Uh-huh. So, yeah, but the the girls are exactly like that. You're reading them a story, even if I'm not reading them a story, even if I'm just talking to them, they'll yeah. finish everything for me. It's it's yeah. it's bananas. Like it's, it's crazy. great. Yeah. And how did you find it? Being at home, lockdown with the family, because I'm sure you're you're a busy man. Like you, you don't get to stay at home a lot. Well, well currently, like I, I have to kind of juggle, you know, minding the baby. Yeah. Uh, not the baby, mind minding Sophia. She's not a baby anymore, really. <laughs> um, I mind her Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Yeah. You know, which see, Alison gets home at around three o'clock. Yeah. So then I can kind of get to it and and do my work. Of course. You know. So, we've been doing that just this year. Well, she's while Alison is is um is in work next year. She's gonna go to gonna put her in a, in a crash. Very good. You yeah. know, from Monday to Friday. Did you find um, that like obviously? So she goes to her grandparents on Wednesdays and and, and Fridays. Oh well, that's yeah. good that you have that yeah. support as well. It's, well, we're so lucky. We're blessed. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Like I've, I found being in lockdown, look, we don't want the gyms to be closed. It's not good. Yeah. So, look, the way you have to look at it is I, I'm a positive person. I always try and take the positives out of everything. As, as such yeah. a, a bad 15 months it's been, I got to stay at home with with my wife, Sheila. I have the two girls and then I was there yeah. able to help Sheila while she's pregnant and then when Jordan was born as well. Like You, yeah. just, you do appreciate that. Yeah, big time, man. It, it's, it's the best thing in the world. Yeah, it honestly it? is. That bit of family time, it's great. Like I remember when Hannah, my oldest daughter, she was born, I remember somebody commented, I put a picture of her up on, on Facebook, I think it was, and somebody mm. commented, said, congratulations, you now have the best job in the world. Yeah. As a father. Yeah. And there's no truer statement than that. Like, it yeah. really is the best job. Don't get me wrong. And I, I've always said this to Sheila over the years because she's obviously at home minding the kids and, and she does work with us as well doing bits, but I always say to her, I don't know how you do it, staying at home, like, Mm. most of the day let's say because it is tough and it's great to be able to do all these things with the kids yeah it is a tough job and i've said it for over the years but in the last 15 months like I'm you kind of re- yeah you realize you I'm know just how the door like you know yeah what I mean? yeah <laughs> absolutely and as you said the best job in the world i mean obviously before you had your first i'm sure somebody told you you're gonna have the best moment of your life as well yeah you know and it, and it is you've you've had three the best moments of your life so yeah. far but like when when my daughter was born i mean i'm not afraid i was at but i was at floods of tears yeah yeah you know i mean more so than alice and i was just <laughs> a mess 
Because you know? it's your little girl. Daddy's oh, little girl now. It's best. It was just the best. It is. It's the best moment of your life. Isn't it? 100%. Yeah. You know? Brilliant. And tell me about the wedding then. Like, you're getting married next year. I know a lot of yeah. people that were due to get married this year and actually last year and had to postpone them. Yeah. Did you have to postpone it or was it just no. set for next year? No, we, we've set it for next year. We, we, got, we got engaged in October. Excellent. Um, Congratulations as well. Ah, thank you. Thank you. October 2020, we got engaged and... Um, yeah, we just put down put down a date for the 9th of July, Brilliant. 2022. So we've got yeah, I, like I I'd I'd be lost without Alison with regards to the the or, the organ or her organising it. Like yeah. you know, <laughs> teachers are just <laughs> unbelievable. She's got fucking everything, you know, musician bands, cakes, everything. Just it's all it's all there, and I'm just Brilliant. yeah 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 well yeah sort that out. You know, it's just yeah great, you know. That's fantastic. You're just going to yeah. turn up, say, I do, and leg it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, there's a few bits, there's a few bits. Like, I'm in charge of the entertainment. I am not of the course. entertainment. We, we, we get someone, we want to get a comedian or something like that, too. Really? That I'd know well that can take the mick out of me, you know? Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, look, you have to be able to do it. You have to be able to take the mick out of yourself yeah, as well. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? absolutely, man. Yeah. And tell me, what's the plan then going forward? Because obviously restrictions are being lifted. So what's, what's on the horizon for Al Foran? Well, there's a couple of gigs coming up now. I've, I'm back to gigs. I'm back to gigs um, in the UK. A um, couple of gigs. I've, I've a gig abroad in, in Portugal as well in September. So they're all coming back ticking fast. Um, so I think, you know, come towards the end of the year as well, there's a couple of them. So yeah, it's, it's great. And I have my podcast as well. Yeah, so, um, a foreign podcast. Yeah, we, we want to continue on with that. Um, yeah, is there anything that you enjoy I'm more? Do you fighting enjoy Conor McGregor as well. It's Conor, like that's you're a busy man. You're, you won't have time to train for this. You're a busy man. But tell me, is there anything you enjoy more? Do you enjoy the podcasting more? Do you enjoy like live stand up more? Like what do you enjoy? Oh, I miss the the live gigs. Yeah, interacting. I one hundred percent miss them. Yeah, um, they're just the best, the best feeling in the world. You know, it really is. You just have so much crack. You know, and, and I'm sure people are going to be amped up for it. They're going to be buzzing. Yeah, because they just miss you know, it so much. I could put in the worst performance <laughs> and they'd still love it. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> no, but look, that's the thing. It's the same as everything. We're at to being deprived of everything so much over the last 15 months. Yeah. People, like, I'm looking forward to being able to go to, to the pub and I don't really drink a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I yeah. just, it's not to go and drink as such. It's just to go and meet up with, with friends and yeah. go for a meal and stuff like that. Like I just want to kind of get out and socialise yeah. now. Absolutely. And go to gigs, you know, like yeah. go, go to concert, go to stand-up gigs, wherever it may be, and just enjoy it. Get out yeah. and, and enjoy life again. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, I don't know about gigs this year. Yeah. I think next year. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Slane. Whatever, whoever's playing Slane, I don't care. Just I know people say, I know people say it's a pain in the arse uh, getting in and coming out of Slane, but uh, luckily I have a, a family member, a cousin who lives there. So uh, yeah, yeah, we're sorted. We go yeah. back to, to her <laughs> house and we have the crack. But even at that, people who are going to complain about it, you're going to complain this year. You're sitting at home, so don't complain about it next yeah, year. That's yeah. the way to look at it, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But listen, before you go, give me, give me, a, like you did a minute of of uh, impersonations. Give yeah. me a minute or two. Give me, give me a list of people. Okay, I'll just go. I'll just riff. Just go it. for it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I may as well start off with the greatest president that ever lived. A really fantastic <laughs> guy. He did a really great job and. He was, well, it was stolen from him. He was cheated out of his second term, and it was really bad. 
but he was cheated out of it by a guy who was very much like this. You know, first of all, I want to say to the American people to wear a mask. Very simple. Uh, Americans need to get out there and wear a mask. You know, Robert De Niro, I wasn't a fan of Donald Trump. I thought he was an idiot. You know, I thought he was a, a mutt. You know, Joe Pesci wasn't a big fan either. You know, he was a fucking mutt. Let me tell you, what the? We're okay to swear, aren't we? We're all right to fuck. Are we okay? Are you gonna answer me? <laughs> Come on. Go what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you saying? What the fuck's wrong with you? Come on, answer me. Say what you want, Joe. Well, I'll tell you. See, see, when I when I'm doing the three, I do De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino. Hoo ha! The gyms are back open. You gotta get in. Hoo ha! Yes. Have you you got the treadmills? You got the, what are they called, the little things you push? Prowlers. We the got prowlers. The, we got the prowlers. They're fucking tough. <laughs> we got the ski eggs. We got the assault bikes. We have it all. All right. You get, you get someone like Mark Wahlberg in there, too. That's really great. And the way he does a really, str- you know, like his workouts are really tough, okay? He wakes up at like 3 a.m. in the morning, okay? He's working out until maybe 11 a.m., okay? Nonstop, all right? Man, look, I mean, we may as well do some Mike Tyson, you know? <laughs> I'm looking at all the YouTube boxes, man. They, I don't know what I don't know what Floyd Mayweather is doing fighting that Logan Paul. You know, you know what 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 I'm doing is, you know, I'm trying to make some money. You know, that's all I try to do. I try to make some money. I be McGregor, and now I be this YouTube kid, and it's gonna be amazing, man. It's gonna be. Of course, what I do a lot of boxes as well. I like to do Chris Eubank, and I mean, uh, my son, uh, Chris Jr., not particularly living up to the to the standard of what I was as a boxer, but he's okay, he's getting there. And of course, y- your gym is, it's, it's near enough to where Steve Collins is from, am I correct in that? correct. Because I remember Eamon Dunphy, I remember saying that uh, Steve Collins was from uh, Castle Knock to Eamon Dunphy. And Eamon Dunphy replied to me, he said, it's not Castle Knock, it's uh, Blanchestown. <laughs> am I right in saying that? You are, you're right. Yeah, he said, Steve Collins is from... Blanchestown, baby. Yeah. So, oh, you got uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe that Castlenock is dear enough to the constituency of the uh, Taunasha incoming Taoiseach in the next, what is it, year and a half? To yeah. County down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that should be very interesting. <laughs> and as well, you know, I mean, has to do a bit of Katie Taylor, of course, as well. Yeah, obviously a big win there uh, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, more wins to come and, you know, I was on the Late Late Show and that was fantastic. So, yeah, it's just been really great, you know. <laughs> That's quality, quality. I love Katie Taylor. Uh, man, I don't know oh, I did Eddie Murphy, man. We ain't going to do that. Uh, <laughs> That's because watching all them films. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, he was, I was a big Eddie Murphy fan when I was growing up. Oh, he was great, man. Brilliant. He was great. He was the... He, he was the... Big thing, back in the day. Yeah, I loved, I loved all, I loved the uh, trading places, forty eight hours. Yeah, obviously Beverly Hills Cup. I just, I yeah. watched them on repeat. Like his his stand up, is very, very, very dated. Yeah, unbelievably yeah. dated. I watched it back, maybe two years ago, and I was like, oh god, oh my god. I know, I know. it's crazy. This, this is yeah. Raw and delirious. Raw and delirious. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I watched raw. Because I heard start the lockdown. Actually, I watched it. Dave Chappelle was on Joe Rogan, and he was he's Dave Chappelle has a very close relationship with Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, he's he, I think he's a little bit embarrassed by why he's very kind of um, he's not really you know he's not interested in 
going back into doing stand-up comedy. And, and I think the reason why is because some of the comedy that he did in those two specials, he's a bit embarrassed by. Really? Yeah. Which is strange, I, you know. Yeah, because... It's everybody's speculated for years, is he going to come back or not? Yeah. You know? It's strange, though. It's just like, look, you, you watch them two shows and it was crazy, like, you know. Crazy, but, uh, yeah. The James Brown impression was great, though. I thought he was very... He's very good at impressions. His impressions were brilliant. He when he did the James Brown impression, he was something, something like James Brown, the way he talks on stage. But it's like... How do we do? Is that a... Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you, you were saying that about his impressions and how he moves and all. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to you. It's like, you did Chris Eubank there and all of a sudden the jaw just changes. You know? Yeah. You can, it's like the jaw, the facial expressions, the eye, the eyebrows. Well, Jim Carrey would have been an influence as well. You, you forget Jim Carrey was a master impressionist. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, inter facial impressions. You know, his... his the, the expressions that he would do on, on stage were just amazing. Unbelievable. I love the uh, Robin Williams as well. Oh, my God. <coughs> a genius. Unbelievable. An absolute genius. I was watching the Friends reunion last week, and I was kind of like, oh, why didn't they mention the, the cameo from Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, right, it was Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. What I, what I thought was just so brilliant about that scene was it made it just didn't tie in at all to the, the plot of the episode. Yeah. He was randomly on this in the on the studio back lot and they just called him in and said, Look, do you want to be in this scene? And he just riffed it. Him and Billy Crystal just riffed it for whatever, a minute and a half. You know, that was the genius of Robin Williams. He could just you could put him into any situation and he'd turn it into gold. It's my, I was even watching like we we're talking about we have kids. Me me kids asked could they watch Jumanji last week. Now I mean I actually never seen, I actually watched like half it years mm. ago, but I've watched it now must be 15 times in the last week. Because, <laughs> you know, what kids are like, they literally yeah, just want to watch it, watch it, watch yeah. it. But I was looking at him and it was a different type of film to what he's, what you'd see him in, like oh, Mr. Yeah. or whatever. And I was saying to myself, he could do anything, like. Anything. Really he could. He could, he could really kind of, um, he could really downplay his roles. Yeah. With regards to like his demeanor. He, like, I mean, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You know, yeah, he won an Oscar for that. And he was a really reserved character. And he was just absolutely outstanding. You know, he was he was a genius. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Well, listen, before you go, I want to wish you best of luck in the future. And um, best of luck with the wedding. Thank you. Thank and you, sir. In the nearer future, best of luck with your... Challenge from Conor McGregor <laughs> in your charity boxing fight. But like I said to you, he, he challenged Mayweather and now he's at the challenge in you, so you might get that knockout as well. <laughs> oh, hopefully. Um, hopefully. Um, well, last thing, give me, give me a message for Conor McGregor. As Conor McGregor? You might as well. Well, listen, I said in the video, do you know what I mean? He said, he said a couple of years ago, sure, I wouldn't want to fight me. And it's happening now, do you know what I mean? So... <laughs> That, that's, that's what you've done, Connor. so I'll see. I look forward to it. I look forward to the challenge, so 100%. There'll be a new Conor McGregor in town. <laughs> I love the laugh. I love the laugh. I do. Tell me, what, can you just plug that, though? Can you tell me the event? When is it on, and, and what can people do to support it? Um, we haven't got an official date yet. There was a few issues with the date. Okay. Because um, I, I, I was booked to do something on the original date. I think we're looking at early September. Okay. I think the first or second week in September. Lovely. Yeah. 
well look we'll plug it as well and we'll make sure to get it out there and yeah. obviously best of luck with everything and I'll, I do mean I'm, I'm a big fan I have been from the very start ah, thank you Jared. I was delighted I was, I was trying not to tell everybody about you coming here today and I was like I'll wait till it's over and then I can tell people I'll actually come in ah, and I'll have a chat my pleasure man honestly thanks honestly, so much for having me I was very excited me. I really appreciate it's a great it great set of lovely gym you got here as well oh thank you it's we're at the, we're at the um, putting a few new bits in for the members now and obviously yeah. the sanitisation and stuff like that but all the new equipment I'm excited to see what they think of it as well yeah. but I appreciate that thank you it's great you're back in business pal and that's the great thing oh, look we'll all we get there we get yeah. there thank 100%. you well I appreciate pleasure. it pleasure Okay guys, well there you have it, that was Mr. Al Farnan. Like I said in the intro, not just a comedian, an impressionist, a podcaster, an all-round good guy. Again, thank you very much Al for coming on and being my guest this week. It was an honour to have you here today. Guys, remember, if you're enjoying the podcast, share it on social media, subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Spotify and iTunes, and please tell your friends and family. Thank you very much, I'll see you next week. This is the Jer Conroy Fitness Podcast. Podcast. For more, see jerconroy.ie.